Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad and we're joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how the devil are you doing? What's going down? I'm alright, thank you very much. Uh, the um, scene this morning was uh, me uh, dealing with what can only be described as some dirty old maggots in my Aww. bin, in my outside bin, Chris. Aww. I went to my bloody bin, I faced a few more bloody blue bottles flying around here, and I was like, oh goodness, there's bloody maggots in the bottom of the bin, how's that bloody happening? What's happening to your house, Pete? Every day you're either smashing a wall down, <laughs> spraying domestos all over the floor, and asbestos everywhere. Yeah. Bins mouldy and full of maggots I'm worried I'm worried about the state of your yeah. I, don't know what, I don't know what's going on oh my Ugh, lord gross oh my lord <laughs> how's life uh, treating you though you'd be alright you'd, you'd see you'd yeah fine pa- apart from the, the fact I'm just pouring um, a kettle into a bin <laughs> to kill some maggots just you know it's just, I, I just don't need the start of my day to be Donnie's making some breakfast maggot soup that's not what I wanted from my life but it's become my life I would like to see you create a YouTube channel and just film these like shorts these like vignettes of your days a day in the life of Pete <laughs> Donaldson kill a fucking doing really maggots. obscure activities Ugh. like selling things out the back of your car <laughs> or buying you wanted to buy a van <laughs> <laughs> a Japanese van get it imported into Portsmouth last time I spoke to you now you've oh somebody bloody um, somebody sent me and I had a little peek it was in my DMs and on Instagram and uh, whoa turn down your phone Donaldson what is this amateur hour um, someone sent me this yes just heard the pod my high jet on, uh, on, on Instagram the uh, house do an auto, um, which I presume is some oh. kind of uh, is, a, is a I don't know. Uh, it's a good auto. Um, yeah, they've converted a uh, 1997 Daihatsu Hijet camper van uh, into you know like something to sort of roll around the British oh, countryside cool. with, and it looks so fucking adorable. You got a little table in there, little battery, little little bed you can convert into. It's uh, it's lovely stuff, Chris. It's really, really solid work. So well done, my hijack person. Uh, and thank you for the... Uh, it's Jack Molesdale and Lily Molesdale. And they look like they're having a lovely There's a lot time. of YouTube channels these days so where well folks done, have like taken a van, converted it, 
and sort of gone around the country or yeah. gone around Europe or whatever, having the time of their life. It's all the rage. I'm surprised you haven't done it. You seem like someone that would oh, like to hop in the back of a van and go off around the world. Yeah, but mine would just be like getting a getting a, a, a transit van and just having a having a um, mattress in the back. And, <laughs> and that's just a bad luck for me, generally. Especially because I'm rocking a moustache at the moment. Yeah, you do look a bit shady. I'm not gonna lie. When's, when's this getting shaved off? Yeah. Why have you got a moustache now? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you now, I've got a WrestleMe live show this weekend and I am going to be dressed as um, not Macho Man Randy Savage. That probably would have helped if I had a moustache or a beard. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm dressing up as... Uh, as uh, Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, so I'll have to shave it off. Not not my hair though. God, I remember Stone Cold Gotta Steve Austin. I remember WWE at the time, as it was called. Yeah, those were the days. Yep. Great PlayStation game as well. <laughs> uh, did I tell you? I'm. I don't know if I announced it publicly, but I'm going to Los Angeles to get beaten up in the near future. Right. Okay. I mean, I believe that not, you. It's not a I'd, night I'd, out in I'd Los Angeles. Of, it's a genuine I'd, competition. I'd heard I'd heard about this on the last podcast, and uh, I, I I worry for you <laughs> and the things that you do. Um, what's this about, then, Chris? Who's hurt you? Why are you angry? Have you become? Um, have you been listening to that kickboxer online <laughs> who tells you to, to to take control of your life and be powerful well, physically and and beyond oh, women? God. <laughs> no, I'm above that. I like to think, but. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I've just realised I don't even know if I can talk about it yet. I don't even know if it's public, so I have to backtrack quickly and swiftly. But no, oh, well, but no, I fine. might one day be in Los Angeles. He didn't say boxing match. Yeah, yeah. It, I he said didn't boxing say boxing match. match. He said uh, bo- catching boxing the foxes. Batch. A foxing batch. He's getting a batch of foxes to domesticate in uh, Japan uh, because uh, they love the the the, the fox <laughs> and they are. What is what's Fox in in Japanese? Kitsune. It's a record company. Kitsune. There we go. Yeah, um, they, he wants to domesticate them like the Russians did in the fifties, <laughs> uh, and he wants to. Yeah, <laughs> yes. There you go. The Kits- Russians domesticated Hello, foxes. Man. Wait, what? I think the Russians domesticated fox. Sorry, not the fifties. Probably the eighteen fifties. <laughs> they definitely domesticated the fox for a bit, and I can't remember why they gave up on that project. But you, you, my dogs will go absolutely crazy uh, at the sight of a fox. But I kind of want to tell them, look, you're pretty much the same fucking thing. You do like sometimes the foxes will when uh, uh, when they're on the um, in the backyard, they'll. They'll just pick up one of like Lola's toys and just start squeaking it, squeak, 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 squeak. because they're just Playful. dogs. They're just dogs, ginger dogs with big ears. Playful creatures, and that is how you dig yourself out of Playful a hole creatures. and backpedal a yeah. thing that you don't know if you could foxes. talk about. Hey, look at the foxes. To edit the podcast; it's much easier. <laughs> Remember exactly. last week's episode? We yeah, talked about right. idioms. I dug out my book, hundred and one mm. Japanese idioms. Oh, you found yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So last week we had uh, what was it? Sarumo uh, kikarochiru, monkeys fall. Even monkeys fall from trees. Like even experienced people fuck up. And nekoni uh, koban yeah. coins to a cat. I like that. Meaning it's like wasting money. <laughs> like when, when you give Natsuki money, nekoni koban. Uh, I open the book and the first one I've got is saba uh, <laughs> saba oyomu. What do you think that means? Saba means mackerel. Saba saba right. means mackerel. What does yomu oh, y- mean? Right. Oh, you, you know this. Yomu. Yomi yes, is to read yes. so put it all together you can't read a mackerel exactly <laughs> this this is sabo yomu to read the mackerel and there's a little picture there of a man oh. 
literally attempting to read the macro and illustration there. A pile of macro. Apparently right. it means what to it manipulate mean? the figures to one's advantage or to offer false numbers intentionally or to inflate or deflate figures. So Where's that come from, though? Well, it gives a little explanation. Among Ooh. fish caught in nets, mackerel are so little valued that Japanese fishermen may not bother <laughs> to count them. Often the rough estimate of mackerel have been highly inflated, ah. given rise to use the phrase reading the mackerel to indicate the practice of guesstimating in one's own favour. So next time I negotiate my contract with Stack, I will read the mackerel, I will get more, a more bigger cut of the profits, <laughs> and that's the way it goes. Read that mackerel. What else is there? Uh, <laughs> what about mushi no iki? Do you know what mushi is? Insect. No, I don't. Iki means no. breathe. Insects. Iki, iki means Icky. breath. Eat the uh, iki iki mass nah. to go. To go to the to go, insect. No. <laughs> iki in this case means breath. So mushi no iki, ah. the breath of an insect, which means near one's death. Oh, almost small. dead. Oh, oh, you got a very small. That, uh, yeah, okay, that's just descriptive, isn't it? I suppose. Like, uh, he's got the breath of the insect. Breath of the insect. <laughs> he's basically on his way out. He's going to die soon. We'll all have it oh. soon. We'll all have the breath of the insect if we uh, keep eating this uh, renewable. You had the breath of the insect when you went near that uh, bee larvae oh. <laughs> and slitted oh, it. You, why don't you back Japan? You sickening don't bring pig. That crap up again. <laughs> uh, let's see if I can find one more that even Pete can know. But they're all too complicated. Uh, no, I think I see a lot. Yeah, I see a lot. Oh, no, no, no. All right. Maybe one more. Maybe one more. Uh, fuck. This is such a big... There's 101 idioms in here, that I and I only learned, like, two of them. Yeah. I hate myself. Why couldn't I have been better? Uh, what about this one? All right. Katami ga semai. A semai... Do you know what that means? Kat... Katami ga semai. No. Katami ga semai. Semai, not a clue. Katami, not a clue. <laughs> well, semai means, semai means uh, narrow. So, like narrow right. um, or small in terms of physical space inside. Ah, Katami semai. means shoulders. So yeah. it means narrow shoulders. A feeling of inferiority or inadequacy. Uh. When in the oh presence of others who are superior in some respect, one's feelings of inferiority may be intensified. The physical manifestation of this feeling is shrinking into oneself. The Japanese picture this reaction as a drawing, uh, a drawing in of the shoulders, katamiga semai. And there's a drawing there of a woman who's sort of drawing in her shoulders and making herself small oh, and inferior. Right. Just like when I'm in, it's all about being when macho, I'm in presence, when I'm in the presence of Sea Dog VA, <laughs> katamiga semai. Yeah, I feel small. Oh, against his ego. We've got a story. <laughs> yeah, get a bigger car than his. Uh, we've got a story this week from Mark Smith from Niagara, Ontario, Canada, where the fools are. Hi, guys. I wanted to share my unbelievable experience that could only happen in Japan. My wife and I are two over 60s going on 40. What does that mean? Two over 60s going on 40. Two over 60s. Uh, what? Two over 60s. What? <laughs> Oh, no. Got, oh, so I guess they're young at heart. Two over 60s ah, going on clever. 40. That's clever. But not so young at heart as they're in their 20s. <laughs> <laughs> manageable. Just manageable. Uh, my wife and I spent four weeks in 2019 travelling around Japan using the Japan Rail Card. Good valley, good valley, good valley for money. On one occasion, while we were travelling from Hakata in uh, Fukuoka to Kyoto via the Shinkansen, I realised that I'd left my small travel guitar on a bench in Hakata Station. 
Upon arriving at Kyoto, I visited the lost luggage office, and after 10 to 15 minutes, the staff managed to locate an excellent English-speaking member of staff who'd made an effort. Who came out playing some <laughs> massive fat licks on it. He walked out with my guitar, <laughs> and that was the end. No, he, yeah. the English-speaking member of staff made an effort to take all my details, including our hotel location, uh, which was located next to the station. The staff member called Hakata Station and discovered the guitar had been handed into staff and was sitting in the lost and found in hey. Hakata. As I had a rail pass, I said I would take a Shinkansen back to collect the guitar, to which the rail staff said no. Not on your bike. It will be put on a train and they will, e- they will email me when it arrives. The next day, we went about touring, enjoying the sights of Kyoto, and arrived back at our hotel room by 8pm. And there, laying on our bed, entombed in an unbelievable amount of bubble wrap, was our guitar. No note, just my name and hotel on a sticky note attached to the bubble wrap. <laughs> Regards, Mark Smith, Niagara, who got his guitar That's amazing. Bubble wrapped. To perfection. Well done, Mark Smith. That's nice, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I hope that was uh, a letter written a few years ago by Mark E. Smith, the uh, singer <laughs> from the. Well, she's band. been sitting in the in the fax you know, machine for three years, oh, three or four years, is it? Yeah, exactly. I uh, wouldn't put it past you. Yeah, we've had some admin. nice stories of lost and found over the years, though. But rarely have we had one yeah. where the lost item has been bubble wrapped sent 500 miles on a bullet train and been carefully yeah. un- <laughs> placed on a bed in a hotel room. That is pretty good stuff, to be honest. I'm like, yeah. But imagine... But imagine you are in... But imagine having that sort of job satisfaction, that you're able to make people happy to such a great degree. I think it's a beautiful thing. And it and it's not just about the person who's receiving that help. I think it's uh, the people who is able, are able to um, administer that's, that help as well. I, I mean, think it's, uh, that's I think how it's I feel lovely. doing lovely the Abroad Japan podcast every week, twice. Exactly. I feel the exact exactly. same sense of self-satisfaction. <laughs> but uh, lovely story there, Mark. I'm yeah, glad yeah. you got your guitar safe and sound. Wonderful story. What's going on in Japan this week, though, Pete? What's the news of the week? What's going down? Oh, wait. I'm in charge of the news this week, aren't I? You're in charge. You're the captain God. now. Oh, it's the, the world is upon my shoulders. So this week, got a nice fun story. Uh We've had some wacky hotels over the years that have done some rather strange things. I remember there was a hotel a year yeah. ago during the height of COVID to desperately try and fill some hotel rooms. They, I think the rooms were free, weren't they? And do you remember they let you stay in the room for free, but all you had to do was shout it out on Instagram or something ridiculous. And then before that, we had the hotel in Hakata, where the guitar got lost, uh, or forgotten rather. There was the hotel where you could stay for free, but you were on a live stream throughout the day throughout the night being streamed on the on the internet do you remember that one? Oh yes I do remember that one because I always wanted to stay in it <laughs> yeah I don't know what happened to that hotel I think it faded away no. into the night um, I don't think it proved as popular as uh, as they envisioned it the, the idea behind that one was they thought yeah. the ad revenue <laughs> from posting the live videos of strangers staying at the hotel uh, would cover the cost mm. but clearly didn't. I remember the guy, remember the guy remember the YouTube page got hacked oh, yeah. and it was um, hawking Bitcoin for a while. That's not <laughs> good. But there's a much better hotel than that now. Um, in Shizuoka, it's about oh. an hour outside of Tokyo by bullet train south, and a place that I've yet to really visit. It's also home to Mount Fuji. Uh, there's a hotel in Japan that's been putting a beer tap in each room and giving you a huge quantity of free beer to drink. Uh, now. 
craft beer has been taken off in Japan the last half decade. Uh, before that, it was few and far between. Now it's all the rage. People love it. Uh, and there's a company down in Shizuoka called West Coast Brewing that's become very quickly one of Japan's mm. most popular craft breweries. And uh, that is down in, uh, in Shizuoka. And a hotel has opened just across the road from the brewery called the Villa and Barrel Lounge. And in each of the hotel's five rooms is Pete Donaldson's wet dream. It comes with a beer tap and a supply of 10 litres of West Coast (laughs) brewing beer per night, free for the guests to enjoy. Exclusive 10 litres. And the room itself is a steel. It's actually quite a spacious villa set across, I think, two floors. And it was 30,000 yen, like $250. But 10 litres of beer. Yeah. That's... What is that? How many pints is that? That's like a dozen pints or something. (laughs) It's quite a few. That's a dangerous night. It's enough. It's enough, I think it's fair to say. I mean, you could just, like, do the Barney Gumble from The Simpsons and just lay flat underneath the tap, pull (laughs) pull it, and just... Sip, sip it all night long. Uh, does this appeal to you at all, Pete? What do you make of this? Um, I, 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 well, you know my feelings about drinking at home, um, and I think this very much sits under that under that for me. I think, um, I mean, the whole charm of drinking is that you're seeing other people, you know, out and about. I find this very, uh, very dry. <laughs> Just sitting in your hotel room. Drinking and drinking. Well, you'd do it with a friend, wouldn't you? You wouldn't be sitting in there alone, hopefully. That would be pretty depressing, I'm not going to lie. But, oh, it's quite a nice idea. It's nice to always hear these quirky, quirky ideas to help put a hotel on the map. Yeah. Um, like last week, we, I mean, these sort of things, these gestures, they did deliver in PR terms. Just last week, we talked about the squid, the $250,000 squid in uh, Noto. And uh, we joked about it for years, but this squid generated $15 million of free publicity. So these kind of gestures, yeah. even though I have no idea how they could possibly profit from having 10 litres of beer at just that price point, uh, I guess the PR <laughs> the PR from it alone is worth it, right? Like, it makes me think if I was to open yeah. like a, a hotel or Airbnb, I would just do something quirky in it to like help put it on the map, mm. wouldn't you? I'd I'd uh, pour petrol in the um, foyer and and just have a burning Jesus hotel. <laughs> Come stay at my burning hotel. It's very warm. Isn't that just that just sounds like <laughs> genocide? That just sounds that sounds awful. Or homicide. Then. How many people? How big do you think this hotel is? <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> that's just know. homicide. That's not that's not good. Yeah. Like, All right. Of your ideas. Why are you asking me about why are you asking me what I would do? like you know what I would do and try my very best to try to run a hotel properly. <laughs> I'd fall well short because my idea of hotel uh you know loveliness is it, it would fall very short. Um and uh yeah, just I'd just have a nightmare time. Uh, I'd upset everyone who's who giving me the money to do it. And yeah, that's how I would run my hotel. Poorly and into the ground and <laughs> with with gusto. petrol and insurance claims through the roof I mean there's there's some cool hotels in Japan <laughs> I saw um, uh, Emma on Tokyo Creative they did a video where they went to a love hotel with a slide in it and I've you know I've been to some cool love okay, hotels yeah, over yeah. the years but a bloody slide in a swimming pool in a love hotel mm. room that looks so much fun and like I yeah. think Connor and I went to a love hotel but there was nothing in it apart from karaoke which Hmm. It's pretty standard in every room, right? They've got the robot dinosaur hmm. hotel where there's robot dinosaurs in the lobby and a 
a few little quirks in the room, like a, a wardrobe that cleans all your clothes automatically at night using some revolutionary steaming process that I've yet to comprehend. <laughs> so it's it's always cool to see these hotels. Like, there's just because of the Olympics, every city in Japan now has a massive like just so many big hotels around each train station and they're all very bland very boring and it's just like come on put something mm. in there put a dinosaur in there put a I beer just, tap in I there I just want to be I just want to be in a really boring brown uh, business hotel <laughs> It's got no floor space at all. The entire thing's taken up with a, with a big double bed. And uh, I want an integrated old 70s um, FM radio <laughs> that picks up like three stations and they just chatter along. And it's integrated with the light system and it's integrated with the air con. Uh, it's, it's like an old lady's breath. And I want uh, it to smell of fags and I want um, a complimentary bottle of Febreze to spray my clothes. That's what I want <laughs> because I've not been allowed in Japan for three years. You've literally just described a room that I <laughs> I remember very clearly staying in like five years ago when my um <laughs> when my sister came to japan for the first time i when i was a teacher i saved up like an entire month's teaching salary to stay at the park hyatt hotel yeah. on the first night right wow. yeah your favorite bill murray nice. lost in translation hotel everyone loves it for that reason good views <laughs> lovely hotel not worth it there's far better ones don't stay there but anyway apart from the bar you go up, go up to the bar and the restaurant don't stay there um and then on the second night, because I had blown all my money on the first night, we stayed in the roughest, cheapest, worstest hotel in all of Tokyo. It was round the back of Ueno Station, and it is literally exactly what you discussed a minute ago, what you described, that sort of powerful smell of 100 million cigarettes dating back to the 1960s, the walls stained yellow from said cigarettes. And, yeah, I, what your description was really good of, like, how... The air conditioning unit and the radio and the lights are all built into that little panel that's typically right next to the bed in between the two twin beds, right? Like, the standardised <laughs> Japanese hotel room of the 60s was a glorious thing, but not by the time it made it to the 2010s. And those those hotels are dying out pretty quickly. They're dying out, so probably for oh, the best. I like the cigarette smells. The no, <laughs> they're not as good as you think. <laughs> they're not as good as you think. Oh, I just want to be there. I Give me a free beer there. tap any day. <laughs> uh, we'll be back in just a moment, guys, with your stories, okay. comments and questions in The Fax Machine. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And we're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week from our listeners? Mr. Dawson. We got a message from uh, Derek C. Hello, Derek C. Hello, Sinistral uh, Chris and Dextral Pete. Derek from Philadelphia here. As someone considering becoming an alt, ALT, I felt it a unique opportunity to ask Mr. A- Mr. Affable himself about his experience in Japan regarding his left handedness. Has your left handedness ever been the subject of discussion or a matter of controversy? Regards, Derek C. Well, yes, because in Japan, you typically write. Everyone writes with their right hand, right? Just because that's the direction yeah. they write in Japan when they go on a page. Um, if you do it with your left hand, it doesn't really work, and you end up smudging over all the characters and all the kanji characters. So, yeah, they basically make sure no one writes with their left hand here. Um, are, yeah, it gets noticed a lot. They call it Southpaw here because of baseball. It's really odd. Yeah, I've, like people when I started working as a teacher, people would be up coming up to me being like, "Oh, Southpaw, Southpaw," and I was like, "What the bloody hell's that? It sounds like a bear, something to do with bears." <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really rare, and they treat it like something very mysterious has happened. But it's never been like a bad okay. thing. It's never been a bad point of controversy. It's that never led anywhere, anything dark mm. happening. So don't worry about that, Derek. If you're left-handed. You'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you'll be yeah. fine. But I can understand entirely why <laughs> they write with their right hand here. It makes a lot more sense. Um, I don't. I don't know why I write with my left hand. Why did that happen? Any ideas? Why do people write with the left hand? I don't know. My dad's left-handed, and he he uh, he, he makes a terrible <laughs> mess when he tries to write properly. And, but back but back in the seventies, you'd uh, the school teachers would hit your hand with a ruler if you tried to write yeah. left-handed. I do have a very dodgy writing. Uh, we spoke about this before, where I sort of write with uh, everybody else writes like this. Uh, Chris can see this; nobody else can. Uh, but I write like oh that. Oh my god! Um, but I can draw like nobody's business. I can draw all kinds of you clutch stuff. the pen with your whole <laughs> hand in a very odd manner. Yeah, that might explain weird. the chopsticks yeah. and how you hold the chopsticks. It if might you do. See, it very if you much might Christopher. <laughs> if you want to see how pen hold, if, yeah. <laughs> if you want to see how Pete holds a pen, go back and watch the Osaka video yeah. where we eat a uh, what was it like an okonomiyaki pancake or something. That is exactly how Pete yes. holds his yeah, pens. Yeah. Uh, we've got one here from Lee from Basildon. Woohoo! Hi, <laughs> gents. Now that Pete has moved to my neck of the woods, uh, he's probably realising Southend in Essex has a real homelessness problem. Homelessness problem. Homelessness. Mm. Problem. Homelessness. Homelessness. Mm. 
Is that does that is that a double negation? Yeah. No. All right. How is homelessness is in this? Japan? Are Japanese just too indirect to ask for money, or are the social norms around this that different? What support is there for the homeless? Cheers, guys. Lee from Basildon. Um, homelessness in Japan is an issue for sure. Um, it's it is a different dynamic, I suppose. There's a lot like in the UK. There's a lot more people who sort of ask for money if you've asked for change and stuff. In Japan, mm. none of the homeless folks that I've ever encountered have ever asked for change or money. They very much just sort of keep mm. to themselves, and um, you know, but they are there. They're in the tunnels. They're under the bridges, um, and uh, yeah, it is a problem. I don't know that much about it. I know there's a great channel called Life Where I'm From, run by Greg, and he's done a multi-part documentary series on homelessness in Japan, and he's tackled it very well and sort of looked into how it happens and why it happens. And, you know, in Japan, if something goes wrong with your family and you're on your own, then mm. very quickly you can become homeless homeless, and uh, it take you down a slippery slope there. But um, yeah, his, his documentary mm. series has tackled it far better than, than I ever could. So I'd highly recommend checking it out, mm. Life Where I'm From. Any thoughts, Pete, on homelessness? Yeah, I mean, you see you see, uh, you see, uh, homeless people in, uh, like, Yogi Park mm, and places mm. in, in, the, um, in these beautifully constructed uh, cardboard um, constructions. But um, I think the, 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 the main insidious problem is the people who kind of, like, fit in between the kind of, the transient kind of sleeping in um, all night internet. Uh, cafes yeah, and yeah. you know karaoke rooms and stuff like they're the people who, who are homeless but they don't necessarily register as such so uh, they're, they're, in any city you get that not as much uh, it has to be said as, as anywhere else but uh, yeah there's a bit of a kicking around yeah that's a good point actually I, you're probably we've probably both seen the same documentary is it on Vice or something um, there's a probably, girl yeah. who lives in a uh, manga cafe internet cafe which kind of a, mm. we uh, we don't have them in the UK. Um, how would you describe it? Really, you get a little booth where you, it's it's you get a little booth with a chair and a TV, and you get like a drink bar, and you go in there, and you can for a certain amount of money you can spend like you know as much time as you want in there. You can drink as much as you want, and that is almost the equivalent of having like a hotel room, and it's often cheaper. So yeah, yeah. you're right. Just because you don't see people necessarily on the streets there are people living it rough and tough in these sort of places so yeah some really good documentaries though uh, on homelessness in Japan um, highly recommend checking them out we've got one here from Ian who is confused in Setagaya <laughs> as he describes Setagaya is a really affluent neighbourhood in Tokyo and he says hello coniferous Chris and portentous Pete my name's Ian I arrived <laughs> in Setagaya today without my wife daughter or dog like you do the idea is for me to be here by myself, rent an apartment, for all of us to be ready for the family to arrive. I immediately felt regret upon sitting in the cab, realising that I'm effectively an idiot child here with only a two-year-old's understanding of the language. My question is, did you experience any early regret and panic when arriving, or did you arrive earlier in your life giving you a better starting point? Respectfully, Ian, who, again, remains confused in Setagaya. Um... Well, I was lucky, wasn't I? I came on the jet program, and I think if you come in with a job, you kind of get taken like pretty good care of by your employer, and they have to make sure they sort out the apartment and all the insurance and all the documents. If you come here without that, then it is a 
pretty tricky thing and I don't even know where you'd begin really. Um I don't Ian didn't explain his situation, did he, on what he's actually doing here. Right? No. No, yeah. no he didn't, no. We are completely in the dark. What are you doing, Ian? Are you a reasonably priced hitman? What's going on? I wanna know. Um but I think you'll be alright. It's gonna be alright. And you're in Tokyo as well, Ian. Like, you know, I know a lot of people that started in really obscure places in the countryside without any facilities or any sort of connections to the outside world. You're in the middle of the world's biggest city and Tokyo is, is very good um at uh at uh being a place to sort of kick off your time in Japan. You've got a lot of like uh things to help you you got a lot of people there to uh, to help you along the way. So I'm sure you'll be fine. I hope you find somewhere. Um, if you can't, check out Alex at uh, Tokyo Portfolio. Check him out. My mate Alex, who I often do videos with. Yeah. We did a video the other day, going to look at a nice apartment overlooking the sea in the rain. The weather didn't play ball. But uh, yeah, Tokyo Portfolio. He's pretty good at finding property if you struggle. Best of luck to you, though. And I hope you get the apartment all set up before your wife and the daughter and the dog come over. That's going to be quite uh, quite a thing in itself. Uh, keep the stories, questions, comments coming in to abroadjapanpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back later in the week, guys, to all over again. But for now, no matter where you might be, out in the big wide world, have yourself a great few days. We'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the Abroad Japan Podcast. Bye for now. Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>